Season 3, Episode 86, the midweek bonus episode, and oh yeah, I've got some bonus stupidity, not only on the podcast, but that I'm currently watching. It is the um, Southern Baptist Convention. I'm watching the live stream, and uh, yeah, um, the best part of the stupidity is when I get to watch the messengers read off their resolutions that they want to be considered, and some of them, well, let's just say, spiritually speaking, they're pretty stupid. But that's okay. That's uh, what I'm doing. Since I have the house to myself this entire week, it should be you know, noted that most people would probably feel offended, if not hurt, if their whole family decides to leave for the beach at Myrtle Beach and leave you at the house by yourself, but not me. Oh, no. I am blissfully happy in my stupidity. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. Proceed with caution. You're in my stupid world. This, I'm Insane Eric Lane, and this is our midweek bonus edition of all the extra stupidity that I didn't have room for anywhere else. That's okay. It's five-star bonus stupidity, so give it a five-star rating when you rate and review the podcast, because that's what we try to give you. Five-star stupidity. And if you feel inspired, leave a review and make it really stupid. I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Because when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches for folks desperate out there that are searching for stupidity and share the podcast on your social media feeds. Because you don't want to be known for being stingy with stupidity. You can also subscribe because that way you don't have to go looking for your stupid fix. It'll come to you every time new episodes are published. And if you download every episode, here's a little hack. You can listen buffer free so you don't have to, you know, put up with all the buffering whenever your internet coverage or cell coverage cuts out. Okay. By the way, as I said, this is the bonus feed. The normal weekend feed is also there as well every saturday featuring insane florida nephew pancho guerro my dearly beloved nephew with more stupid stories from florida and beyond and a few of his other personal tales and you can also ask pancho about some of the biggest questions in life and play along with pancho in our insane game show so plenty of things to do here in my stupid world including for those that uh, well can't even rob things correctly. I mean, look, I realize that some folks do stupidity and they are inspired by their own stupidity to the point they even write songs about them. Now, not all songs are about stupidity and not all songs are autobiographical. Sometimes they're both. There's a 30-year-old guy from Houston named Ladision Riley, and he wants to be a rapper. And he posts his stuff to YouTube. You may have seen this guy. He goes by the stage name Jug God. He's got this song called Make It Home. It's about robbing ATMs in other states and trying to get home before the cops catch him. Well, now he's facing charges for doing exactly that. He and his three friends recently traveled to Nashville and robbed an ATM technician. Now, the technician 
had the ATM open. Apparently, he was reloading it with cash. So they snuck up behind him, said, uh, Hey, don't do anything stupid. That's because they are. And then they took off with a bunch of money. Now, police and the FBI agents then tracked them down at a motel the same day and arrested them after they checked out. So they did not make it home. Now, the nickname Jug God is apparently a reference to jugging. Now, that's whenever you uh, follow somebody home from a bank to rob them. And all four are now facing federal charges. Now, the FBI is trying to find out if they've committed other robberies. I would suggest that they subscribe to his YouTube channel. This is a pretty serious offense, folks. I mean, let's just say the crime is almost as bad as his rap music. Of course, maybe, look, maybe don't rap about the crime that you're going to commit. How about that, huh? huh? It'd be kind of like if Bill Cosby starred in a show about spiking drinks. Well, there's a guy named Marco Chavez. He's in Central California. He's going out for a lovely bike ride. And, well, things got a bit stupid when a zebra started chasing him. Yeah, only in California, right? He said, I was like, what the heck is a zebra doing here? The zebra started running at me, he says. It looked like air came out of its nostrils. I started pedaling super fast, but then the zebra slipped and fell. That was a lucky break, I guess, and well, Marcos was able to get away. Now, it's unclear what happened to the zebra. Some locals said the zebra lives at a nearby ranch, and its name is Maynard. <laughs> well, in the event, uh, this isn't the first zebra sighting in the area. They've uh, had numerous other reports in recent weeks, according to some posts that people have put on Reddit. So watch out for crazy zebras if you happen to be biking in California. Interesting indeed. But I love interesting facts. Now, here's one of the most interesting, and if I can say so, the weirdest I've ever heard in a long while. This comes from a person on Reddit with a username Kiwi2703. Uh, Kiwi2703 decided to get creative with some calculations. This is probably why I don't do well in math, but apparently this person does well in math. And so got a little creative with some calculations and answer a question you may have never really asked yourself before. If you blended, yeah, blended all of the humans in the world, how big would the resulting ball of goo be? I never really thought about that. That sounds a little weird, but interestingly, this human goo ball isn't as big as you might think. When you take into the account a worldwide population of about, mm, what, 7.88 billion people, human density probably averages about, what, 61.5 pounds per three feet, and uh, the average human weight is about, eh, you know, averaging out 137 pounds when you average everybody's weight. So that would be the that would mean the, the human goo sphere is about 0.62 miles wide. That's uh, probably what? A meatball that's about two-thirds of a mile wide or the equivalent of three Eiffel Towers? Or as Kiwi2703 showed in a very clever visualization, the sphere would fit quite easily inside Central Park. 
the though the idea of a human meatball is uh, kind of gross, the exercise itself is kind of interesting. For as much change as humanity brings to the planet, we're actually a very small part of it. It's not the very first time that somebody has been kind of curious about the space we humans take up on planet Earth. Back in 2015, it was shown that the world's population at that time, 7.3 billion humans, could all fit inside New York City. I'm not sure I want to be standing that close to people anyway, much less in New York City. Can you imagine all the pee on the sidewalks from that? Of course, now if you're struggling to try to cut back on things, a lot of folks try to cut back on sodas like Coca-Cola. Well, we've got some geniuses on TikTok. They've got a brilliant idea for you. And I put brilliant in quotes. It's called Healthy Coke. Now, it went viral thanks to this woman who claims it was something that her pilot's instructors drink almost every day. You can actually whip some up at home, too. Here's the recipe. You ready? Grab a pencil or something to write with and a piece of paper. Are you ready? Okay. You got it? Okay. Here's the recipe. You get a glass. Then you add some ice. Then you pour a splash of balsamic vinegar in it. Then you top it off with sparkling water. Any flavor would work. And bada bing, bada boom, it tastes just like a Coke. <laughs> or not. The reviews are, well, pretty mixed. Some people liking it, others saying it's the most disgusting thing on the face of the earth. And one lady who said that it didn't taste like Coke, it was more like, quote, a carbonated balsamic vinegar. Hmm. Okay. Well, any case, here's um, a, a woman who actually hates it. My Pilates instructor makes this drink and it's a healthy alternative to a Coke. Like a splash of balsamic vinegar and then take any sparkling beverage. I'm picking LaCroix and it could be any flavor. Mix it together. It tastes like a Coke and it's healthy. Come on, that's disgusting. I don't know whose Pilates instructor told them to do this, but fire them. This is terrible. And those are just the people who were actually willing to try it. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that, folks. <laughs> Thanks. Have you ever been to a store and something you didn't plan on getting caught in your eye? Well, police in L.A., they're looking for a guy who walked into a sex store called Cupid's Closet and pulled out a gun, told the cashier, empty the register. But then he didn't leave with any cash. No. You see, when he pointed the gun at her, she sort of froze in fear and didn't do anything. So then his attention shifted to something on a nearby shelf. He instead walked over and grabbed a self-love toy for men made by a brand called Lovebots. And then he showed it to the cashier like, I'll take this instead, and walked out. Okay, now the full name of this product is called the Lovebots Beat It Rotating and Rhythmic Masturbator. <laughs> it's not clear if he planned to sell the toy or maybe maybe his priorities just changed a little bit. I don't know, but it's not really worth much. That same toy sells on Amazon for 64 bucks. Now, this happened back earlier in the year, but police 
still haven't found him. So they released a security footage hoping somebody out there can ID the guy. Well, I'm sure wherever he is, he's probably very happy. But hey, why do you need to steal a $64 sex toy when you can have a sex robot? Now sex robots are getting more human. They could even start to experience human-like sensations. Scientists are developing a new piece of artificial intelligence technology. Researchers in California, they've created a printed skin that could actually see robots feel senses like touch. Now, the technology is actually part of a robotic platform that connects to sensors attached to human skin. Scientists are actually hoping humans will be given more control over robots while also being protected from hazards. <laughs> of course, this means more stupid stories involving sex robots. Well, researchers think that it's going to allow these robots to sense temperature and whether chemicals are toxic or that's whatever. I, this is all according to the California Institute of Technology. They're, they're spending hard-earned research dollars on developing skin for sex robots. Uh, Wei Gao, who's an assistant professor of medical engineering at Caltech, asks, can we also make them sense chemical-like explosives and nerve agents or biohazards like infectious bacteria and, and viruses? It'd be kind of nice. I mean, that, that would be one good thing, I guess. But the skin is made from a hydrogel that's designed to make the fingertips of robots more like humans. Now, scientists say that uh, there will be sensors inside the hydrogel, which make it easier for robots to detect what's around them. So who knows? You can get off with a sex robot and then you can get the sex, the sex robot off. Wow. Well, I have seen this excuse so often. I've heard stories about it. I've, give, I've told stories about it on this podcast. It's still never going to work. But people keep trying, like this guy in western Pennsylvania named Stephen Patterson. He flew out of this little small airport near Pittsburgh. It's the Arnold Palmer Regional Airport near Latrobe, which is a Pittsburgh suburb, also the home of Mr. Rogers. And before his flight, this guy goes and buys a few drinks at the snack bar. But he pays for it with a counterfeit $100 bill. Now, the bill looked real enough, so the cashier really didn't notice. But when they checked again, it was, well, obviously fake and said that it was, quote, motion picture use only. So police figured out who Stephen was then and that he was a passenger on an outgoing flight. They got a warrant and arrested him on his return flight back. So... What do you think was his excuse when they apprehended him, huh? Well, he claimed he found the $100 bill in his pants and he didn't realize it was fake because uh, they're not my pants. No, what? They weren't his pants. Okay, well, here's police chief Henry Fontana talking about, well, how Mr. Patterson had that interesting explanation for his bogus bill. He went to the snack bar and he paid with a counterfeit $100 bill. He said that the pants he was wearing were not his and he found the $100 bill in the pocket. Now his defense apparently hinges on the idea that he borrowed the pants from somebody else. Nevertheless, he's facing very real felony charges for using counterfeit bills. Sorry, you can't pass along charges like you can pass along pants. Well, here's a story where pants were probably needed. 
particularly underpants that were lined with plastic. I will say this is reason number 10,006 why life is harder when you have kids. And this would only be funnier if it was little Pancho that it happened with. Yeah, my insane Florida nephew, I'm sure, will be having his own stupid stories when this kid gets older. But there's a couple in the UK took their two young kids to the hardware store, right? Yeah, it was kind of like your basic UK version of Home Depot. So, of course, as parents do, I turn my back for one second and you do this. Yeah, well, that's what happened. They turned their back for one second. One of the kids decided they needed to go number two in one of the store's display toilets. Now, I don't know the kid's age, but he's wearing these Paw Patrol shorts and looks barely old enough to be potty trained. The mom says she tried to stop him, but it was too late. She went to grab wet wipes and he was still on the toilet when she got back and he told her, I still need to finish. <laughs> she posted the photos of this, including a shot of her husband, who's trying not to gag while he fishes out the um, results. <clears throat> she says an employee who was there wasn't really all that helpful, mainly because they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, man. I, and I, I'm definitely going to be posting a link to the Facebook post with the pictures. By the way, I'm just going to warn you, if you, decide, if you dare decide to get on the uh, insane Eric Lane Telegram channel and check out some of these pictures, I'm going to warn you right now, the third photo in the series shows um, the business that the kid left behind. Maybe I'm just revealing a little too much about my personal life, but that boy isn't the first one to make that mistake. I mean, here's the worst part. Because it was a fake toilet, the little tyke couldn't even execute a courtesy flush. Oh, well. Hey, on the bright side, the kid got great practice on potty training, right? Well, if you visited Yosemite National Park back in mid-May, you may have been some assistance to the Park Service in trying to nab some vandals. Now, they posted um, uh, this on Facebook, where park officials are showing images of some rocks along the Yosemite Falls Trail covered in blue and white spray paint. I hope these were not Penn State fans. Some of them had the word Fresno scrawled across them. Now, the statement notes that after receiving multiple reports about the vandalism, park rangers went out the next day, actually found about 30 spots along the trail that had been defaced, with a few of the graffitied areas measuring as large as 8 by 8 feet. Morons. The park's post notes that the rangers did set up a trail block and identified potential suspects, but officials are now asking for your help in confirming the vandals. They say if any guests were on that trail and saw individuals carrying cans of spray paint, engaging in tagging, or have video or photographic evidence, please let them know right away. Now, obviously, I will be posting this story in our Telegram channel in case anybody out there possibly might know these little morons that decided to face our public parks. I mean, what, with the price of gas the way it is? Who's got money for spray paint in the first place, huh? Where's a vicious man-eating grizzly bear when you really need one, huh? Come on. Well, you know, we got Father's Day coming up. 
Woo-wee! Yippee, yippee! Yeah. You know, and, and Father's Day kind of is an antithesis to Mother's Day. Well, believe it or not, there's a new poll out, though, for Father's Day. And would you believe three-quarters of us will celebrate this year Father's Day, including 58% that'll actually buy a present? What? Well, the most popular gift for Father's Day involves food. I would probably agree. Yeah. In fact, those are the two times of the year, Father's Day and my birthday, that I actually get to eat food at a restaurant that I like. Mexican. I love Mexican food. Any other time you go to a restaurant, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Oh, let's go out to eat. Okay. Well, where do you want to eat? Oh, there's always Cracker Barrel. Well, the top five Father's Day gift in 2022 are uh, a special meal with family or friends. Okay. Maybe a gift card for dad. I can do that. Clothes for, well, no, no, no. I, don't, don't give me clothes. I get clothes all the time. I don't need any more clothes. I got a closet full of clothes. I only wear a third of the closet. And then there's tools. Well, I don't really do too well with tools because, namely, because I'm not, you know, tool time guy. And, of course, a greeting card. Well, a greeting card is nice. Yeah, thank you. Well, especially if there's cash inside. But a nice meal together is also the top things Dad want this year. Yeah, a nice meal. Just give me a nice meal. Just give me something to eat. And, of course, the next thing is an experience. You know, like tickets to a concert. That'd be cool. Or a sporting event. By the way, 2026, you want to get me something for Father's Day? Get me a ticket to War Memorial Stadium in Arkansas when Arkansas State University takes on them, God forbidden, Razorbacks in a football game. I don't care if they win or lose. I want to be there. Anyway, of course, you got gift cards and gadgets and tools. Because Now, the poll also looked at a few of uh, habits that dads have in 2022. Where does your dad spend most of his free time? Well, I spend my free time where I'm doing this podcast. In my man cave. But the top answers were the living room, the backyard, or anywhere as long as there's a TV. What's the top thing that you're going to find in the average dad's man cave? Well, for me, it's a microphone and a computer terminal. But for others, it would be a TV. That was the number one answer. A comfy chair. Yeah, I could use one of those. A fridge and sports collectibles. For me, it's, you know, maybe a stereo and an entire back wall of CDs. <sighs> yeah. Now, what is your dad's top pet peeve? Well, the top five. Leaving the lights on, changing the channel, touching the thermostat, leaving them doors open, and all the dishes in the sink. And finally, I like this. Which TV dad is your father most like? Top answers, Tim Taylor from Home Improvement, Homer from The Simpsons, Danny Tanner from Full House, Jack Pearson from This Is Us, and Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> My top TV dad, Herman Munster. I love Herman Munster. But here's the real truth, okay? I'll give you the real truth with my list of the gifts that dad really wants for Father's Day. And I can go along with some of these, like alone time on the toilet, a giant loud vehicle advertised for its towing capacity, your sorry butt to move out of the basement. That would be the best Father's Day gift I could give my 30-year-old son. Or how about this, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, to go back to skinny, hot women. Yeah, a lot of dads are like that. How about a weight loss plan that still 
includes beer and fries or somebody to go see Top Gun Maverick with him again or mom to join him in role-playing to Sean Watson and Masseuse. Another thing I bet dads would probably like, more TV shows with Kevin Costner, unlimited permission to burp at any time, his high school football jersey to fit without cutting off the circulation, or how about this? Nothing! So we won't have to get you anything for your birthday. Of course, I think really what most dads would probably like for uh, Father's Day hair. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Scientists have discovered that scallops are uncontrollably attracted to disco lights, proving once and for all that scallops are as stupid as human teenagers. Now, the finding could have major implications for the fishing industry because now strobe lights can be used to trick scallops into entering fishing traps, or even worse, a Coldplay concert. A new poll reveals that 9 in 10 American adults have tried at least one weight loss strategy in their lifetime, and 9 out of 10 times, it didn't work. The poll of 2,000 adults revealed that 91% have tried at least one strategy for weight loss, with half claiming that they've tried 11 different methods of shedding extra weight. The the problem is, though, that they try 11 different methods and then they drive to McDonald's and order a number 11. A new poll shows 83% of people would not tell their own family if they won the lottery. That's probably because if they won the lottery, they'd never see their families again. A Florida woman was arrested for driving under the influence after police said she tried to prove she was sober by dancing an Irish jig. By the way, here's a tip for next time when you're trying to convince people that you're sober. Don't do anything that reminds them you're Irish. Pop star Ed Sheeran performed at the Queen's Jubilee pageant. But don't tell the Queen. She thinks it was Prince Harry. Oh, isn't that lovely? Our man from New Jersey. A new spy thriller starring Mark Wahlberg and Halle Berry is set to begin filming this summer. Now, both stars are normally worried about filming in a third world country, but yeah, they still agreed to shoot in New Jersey. 
Jersey City, uh, Bayonne, Kearney, Patterson, they're all set to welcome the stars at some point in July. Uh, these uh, filming locations really stink, literally. And the maker of Sam Adams Beer is launching a new brand of cannabis-infused iced tea, which also includes 30 milligrams of caffeine, which uh, makes it the perfect way to wake and bake. The company says it's proud to be the first major publicly traded company to offer a marijuana-based product. Uh, unless, of course, you count Netflix, Doritos, Burger King, Ben & Jerry's, Nintendo, and the company that made your mom's couch. CNN is reportedly considering getting rid of their partisan talent. Luckily, though, all the news anchors are safe because they have no talent. And Cardi B said... Pulses racing in a plunging icy blue swimsuit and matching pair of fuzzy thigh-high boots while posing for a photo at her home. And I can assure everyone that's listening that I did plenty of research on this, you know, for the podcast. As she sat on an acrylic chair rocking in a sleeveless puffer jacket and black shades, the 29-year-old rapper displayed her ample cleavage and curves. And for those of you who haven't seen it, let's just say the sweater puppies are barking. <laughs> Golf star Dustin Johnson is accused of choosing money over country by competing in the Saudi Arabian golf tour instead of the PGA. But, you know, golfers, you know, it's they're all about getting to the green. And more than 30 cases of monkeypox have now been reported in the U.S. Of course, the fact that is even a thing is simply bananas. I mean, New York leads the 13 states with reported monkeypox infections, confirming seven. I guess they don't call it concrete jungle for nothing. And as part of a recent survey of 2,000 Americans, 69% of respondents in long-term relationships admit that they judge their partner for eating certain guilty pleasure foods. Yeah, I guess some people won't be getting laid because they're eating too many lays. Uh, it was conducted by one poll on behalf of Good Cook. Uh, the data also suggests that Americans are more forgiving of their own bad eating habits than they are of others. Now, I'd rank how unfair this is on a scale of 1 to 10, but I think these people need to be worried about a different kind of scale. Former Senator Scott Brown said in a recent interview that the average American can't afford a hybrid or an electric vehicle. But we can't afford gas either. Hybrids and electric vehicles are overpriced. Gas prices are the highest in history, and used cars are selling for the same price as new cars. Pretty soon, the only vehicle that we'll be investing in is a Schwinn. A group of fishermen encountered a great white shark off the coast of New Jersey. They say that they were shocked to find such a vicious predator so far from a New Jersey nightclub. Of course, I'm surprised it was even able to swim in that part of the country. The ocean is mostly hair gel. And a town in Britain has held its annual cheese roll in which brave competitors tumble down a steep hill to catch a rolling wheel of cheese. Uh, Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling in Wake was held in Gloucestershire, England. For the first time ever, we had an American woman winning the race. It's the most British rolls that you'll see outside of the late show with James Corden. Yeah. Actually, here's a recent NC State University grad, Abby Lampy, talking about her big win in Cooper Hill's Cheese Rolling in Wake. <laughs> 
Now, last year's winner was a man who won 23 times before, costing him a broken wrist, a bruised kidney, and a concussion. Jeez, was this guy rolling down the hill or dating Amber Heard? An Ozark star, Julia Garner, has reportedly been offered a role of Madonna in an upcoming Universal biopic. So, to prepare for the role, she's going to start singing off-key and having sex with strangers. The Denver Broncos have been sold to an heir of the Walmart fortune. The city's mile high and Walmart's gonna buy the Broncos at an inflated price. It's five billion bucks to own the team. Now they'll buy football helmets from the Chinese. Tickets are self-checkout. Greeters in the aisles. Walmart will own the Broncos while the quality declines. So get ready for great value. Walmart bought the Denver Broncos. Watch out for falling prices. Gonna pay the quarterback in cheap electronic devices. Here come the sales, the deals, the bargains and buys. Cause the Broncos uniforms are in the discount aisle. So I guess instead of cheerleaders, get ready for 80-year-old Walmart greeters. And U.S. Senator John Kennedy was joking that because of all the gas prices, it would be cheaper in his state to buy cocaine and just run everywhere rather than drive. Translation, just because Joe Biden can't solve our fuel crisis doesn't mean Hunter Biden can't. Of course, I absolutely believe the guy because if anybody knows about buying and using drugs, it's a politician. I mean, Kennedy is making headlines, though, for his remarks, which is kind of a fancy way of saying just because Joe Biden can't solve the energy crisis, Hunter Biden can't, like I said. And Walmart has stopped selling a certain brand of coconut milk because the company that makes it was caught using forced monkey labor. Yeah, in other words, uh, they're literally guilty of a little monkey business. PETA claims that monkeys are forced to work long hours, depriving them of time with their families. So it's basically like working for Amazon. A new study finds that traditional Indian medicines can effectively treat type 2 diabetes. Meanwhile, traditional Indian food can effectively treat constipation. (laughs) Researchers from the University of Nottingham found that Ayurveda medicines, which are a common tool in South Asia, can help people with the condition condition to maintain their blood sugar levels, I guess. And now the American healthcare system, now that they know this, they're going to do everything they can to make it incredibly unaffordable. And Nails Incorporated, I told you about this last podcast, they've created a nail polish that make your fingers smell like Velveeta. Now, in case uh, you ever wanted to know what that's like to be a Chris Christie dentist. Jurassic World Dominion hit the theaters. But, you know, if people wanted to see a dinosaur, they could always just rewatch Biden on the Kimmel Show. The movie is getting mixed reviews with some saying that it's a bloated mess. So essentially, it's kind of like the ladies on The View. And the Tampax company claims their new commercial starring Amy Schumer are causing their tampons to sell out. That's because people are now buying extra just to put in their ears. And in a previous podcast episode, if you remember, I told you about the restaurant group that's changing the fast food game by opening a drive through only Taco Bell, also known as a gas station. 
Of course, instead of in-person dining, the restaurant will consist of four distinct drive-through lanes, allowing you to pass through Taco Bell as quickly as it passes through you. <laughs> the customers will pull up in their cars, order food on touchscreens, and receive it through a tube. In fact, if you eat enough Taco Bell, you could spend the rest of your life eating food through a tube. Top Democratic leaders are reportedly urging Joe Biden not to run in 2024 due to his lagging poll numbers and deteriorating physical condition. But Biden insists he's the only one who can defeat President Truman. Well, to be fair, Biden didn't run in 2020. The guy was at home the whole summer and did like, what, three Zoom interviews? There were more Bigfoot sightings that summer than Biden sightings. The CDC revealed that U.S. monkeypox cases now have doubled as the virus continues to spread through close contact. Of course, the easiest way to avoid monkeypox is stop sharing your banana. They say the virus likely came from a man having intercourse with a monkey. You can see it in this new film called Project Triple X. Over 1,500 New York PD cops have either resigned or retired so far this year due to anti-police hostility, dangerous bail reforms, and high spikes in violent crime, which marks the highest number ever recorded in the history of the police force. Now, this sounds like the opening of a Batman movie. Nobody wants to be a cop in these conditions. You know, it's bad when the cop from the village people even bails. New York gubernatorial hopeful Andrew Giuliani Jr. was banned from the GOP debate because of his refusal to disclose his vaccine status. It's the complete opposite of New York's last governor, Andrew Cuomo, who wanted to inject everybody, especially his female staffers. Justin Bieber was forced to postpone several tour dates after contracting a rare virus called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, that left the right side of his face paralyzed. Now, fans are upset, but he's asking them to turn the other cheek because he can't. I mean, Biber posted an Instagram video saying that he'll need to get rest so his face comes back to normal movement. Right now, his face is completely frozen. He's kind of like the Nancy Pelosi of music. Of course, this news is pretty draw-jopping, but only partially. New York City Mayor and uh, self-described 2024 presidential hopeful Eric Adams was booed while marching at the Brooklyn Pride Parade. And that wasn't his policies. It's just that his, his outfit didn't match. And Bill Maher slammed the New York Times for burying a story about the arrest of a man who attempted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, saying that if it were a liberal justice, it would have been front-page news. The Times released a statement saying, Brett who? The guy was busted at Kavanaugh's house with a knife, a gun, and zip ties and told police he was there to kill Kavanaugh because of remarks by Democratic lawmakers. Of course, glad that he clarified that part because most people assumed he wanted to kill Kavanaugh over an unpaid bar tab. The Tampa Bay Lightning eliminated the New York Rangers and moved a step closer to a third straight Stanley Cup championship as they faced off against the Colorado Avalanche in the finals. And as you'd imagined... Ranger fans were crying tears in their beers, mainly because of the prices. The Stanley Cup finals are kind of hard to predict, but one thing's for sure, Colorado fans will have a high turnout. <clears throat> Food prices will keep on climbing as inflation continues to take hold of the U.S. economy, according to some of the nation's most respected food suppliers and restaurant chains, and also the people that run McDonald's. 
actually Kraft Heinz, Tyson, Campbell Soup, they all warned they would raise prices on certain products due to skyrocketing costs for labor and packaging, ingredients and transportation. So forget a steakhouse. If you want to spend big money on dinner, just go to the local grocery store and stock up on mac and cheese, chicken and tomato soup. And according to a new poll, seven in 10 adults have no idea which animals are thriving or on the brink of extinction. I think that's probably because right now most people are worrying about humans being on the brink of extinction. Of course, the vast majority of people admit they don't know the western lowland gorilla may be close to disappearing forever. Now they feel like real banana heads. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez refused to say whether she'll back President Biden's 2024 re-election bid. The president would respond, but he thinks AOC is a street in New York City. She did say, though, the president is, quote, doing a very good job so far. But this is coming from the same person who studied for a COVID test. An ice cream maker has created a beer-flavored ice cream for Father's Day. But I don't think that's what your dad meant when he said he'd like to have a pint of beer. And finally, a teenager was beaten up on the campus of LeBron James's school in Ohio. Poor kid should have really known that when you learn from LeBron James, you're bound to get beaten. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, there's a man who is in jail after police said he used his Jeep to run over another man at a Sheets gas station parking lot after an argument. This happened right here in good old Pennsylvania. Police tell the news outlets that the argument started at the Huntington Inn Motel between 45-year-old Alan Israel and the victim, but it continued down the road at the local Sheets convenience store parking lot. Uh, police at the scene told KDK in Pittsburgh that the victim was hit so hard he was thrown into the air, and it was not an accident that Israel ran over the victim with his Jeep. 
Now, Israel is now in the Westmoreland County Jail on a $50,000 bond charged with aggravated assault, recklessly endangering another person, and reckless driving. Jeez. Purposefully running someone down with your car? I'd say that man is in some deep sheets. <laughs> it's truly a miracle. Not that the victim survived, but that the Jeep didn't break down. And then there's this. If you can't take the heat, take your kitchen outside. An Arizona man has used the sweltering desert heat of his home state to reportedly cook some burgers and steaks, even bake a cake, inside his 200-degree car. Joe Brown of Phoenix has attracted millions of viewers to his rather unconventional cooking show on TikTok. The 20-year-old's culinary experiments began as the coronavirus pandemic forced many people his age back home for lockdown. Brown started by using the roof of his home as an environmental oven before shifting his trials to his car. During the summer's brutal midday heat in the West, Brown's closed 2022 Honda Accord Sport apparently creates a similar dry heat environment as an oven. He says, my car always gets so hot, so I decided to check the temperature one day, he tells Southwest News Service. He says, I wondered how long a cake would take to bake in it, so I tried it, and the rest is history. <laughs> if you're ever too lazy to cook on your grill, just cook in your car, Brown said of his dash steak cooked to a perfect medium. I don't know if I want to eat this guy's car steak. Can't be any worse, though, than going to Outback. I mean, it's so hot in Phoenix that people collapse. Kind of like the Suns basketball team in the playoffs. And how about this? Microsoft's virtual reality chief, Alex Kipman, has resigned from his role at the company days after reports have surfaced that he watched VR porn in front of workers and engaged in other forms of misconduct. Scott Guthrie, the head of Microsoft's Cloud and Artificial Intelligence Division, revealed Kipman's departure in an email to employees while detailing a reorganization within the company. Kipman also informed his subordinates he was leaving the company. The article detailed an incident in which Kipman used a pair of virtual reality goggles to watch a scene in which, quote, several young women in skimpy clothing frolicked on a bed and had an overtly sexualized pillow fight in a room while employees were present. One employee told the outlet that the scene was, quote, VR porn and described the incident as incredibly uncomfortable, with at least Two workers leaving the room. Now, the situation grew so concerning that more than 25 employees purportedly submitted details as part of a report to management about Kipman's conduct. Insider's report referenced the allegations against Kipman as an example of the failure of Microsoft's leadership to crack down on executive misbehavior. Microsoft representatives did not immediately return a request for comment on, on any of uh, Kipman's resignation matters. There's just no room for creeps like this at Microsoft, you know? After all, they already have one with Bill Gates in charge. You know, Microsoft? I'd call that more like micro-hard. Mm. What about this? A chaotic scene unfolded on I-270 in Ohio after two men got into a fight in the middle of active lanes of traffic. After eight years of being a truck driver, I thought I'd seen it all, but just when you think that something else happens, 
says John Kastalsik, actually John Castanol. He filmed the incident on I-270 South as he waited in halted traffic. Castanol says he was driving through Gahanna, Ohio, when he saw people running around on the highway. He then saw two men on the ground and was under the impression, at least at first, that somebody was administering CPR to the other. He says, I immediately thought it was a bad accident with injection, he said. But as I got closer, I noticed punches and kicks started flying, so I pulled out my phone to record it to just honestly prove that it happened. The video shows the two men, one wearing a black hoodie, the other in a blue button-up, struggle with each other on the ground briefly while other people get out of their cars and stand nearby. Another man runs across the highway and appears to gesture at the cars before running off. The two men then get up, losing their shoes in the process. The man in the black hoodie proceeds to kick and fling his hands at the other, knocking him down again. The two men continue to fight and chase each other across this highway before running further up the road toward a car that stopped in the median. Now, the police at Gahanna said the officers got to the scene after the fight was over and none of the people involved wanted to cooperate. The others had already left. Nobody was arrested in connection with the fight, according to Gahanna police. This is kind of hard to believe. And the fact that it went down in Ohio, there were no guns pulled? Wow, that's even more unbelievable. Of course, obviously, this behavior is unacceptable. But after watching teams like the Browns and the Cavaliers, the people of Ohio were just happy to see somebody putting up a fight. And you got to check this one out. Police made a surprising discovery during a DUI investigation in Mesa, Arizona, where Mesa police say officers found 37-year-old Brandon Denny asleep in his car just before 11.30 p.m. near Signal Butt or Butte, yeah, Signal Butte in Southern Avenue with a pill bottle in his hand. Now, officers woke up Denny to conduct a field sobriety test. While they were investigating, officers noticed a Gila monster poking its head out of a box inside the car. Denny said he had run the Gila monster over with his vehicle and decided to pick it up after seeing that it was injured. He says in a news release, unlike Denny's story, the Gila monster did not appear to be run over and had no visible injuries. Now, Denny was arrested for suspicion of DUI, and while searching his vehicle, officers also found cocaine, methamphetamine, fentanyl, and drug paraphernalia. Police also said Denny had three outstanding felony warrants, two for kidnapping out of California with the bonds of over a million dollars and $300,000, and a third for attempted grand larceny out of Nevada for $50,000. The Gila monster was turned over to the Arizona Game and Fish Department, who say they will charge Denny because it's illegal in Arizona to own or sell a Gila monster without a permit, and Denny was booked into the local jail. You don't expect to find a large creature in a drunk man's car, unless, of course, it's the chick that he picked up at the bar. Maybe this was his emotional support Gila monster. Well, on second thought, his emotional support animal was probably wild turkey. And you'll never believe this. Tickets for hazardous moving violations are up 680% in Dearborn, Michigan in the last five months since Isa Shahin, Shahin, he's a 24-year veteran of the Dearborn Police Department, took over as chief. Now, he's serious about getting tough on reckless driving, and his department was in the news with a related story for impounding a Mustang with a hideous paint job that was doing donuts in the middle of traffic. Now, the brazen trio of reckless drivers caught the chief's attention for performing burnouts in the 
stupidest place possible, right in front of the police station with security cameras dotting the perimeter. In fact, here's Chief Shea talking about the morons as told to WDIV News. When this happened, I was in my office and I could hear the sounds and so were some of my other members of the department. I literally looked out my window and saw these kids doing the burnout right in front of the police station. If you're driving recklessly and you're putting people's lives in danger, you're going to be pulled over, you're going to be arrested, your car is going to be impounded, and if it meets the criteria, the vehicle will be forfeited if you're putting other people's lives at risk. So the chief bolts out of the and, and grabs the offender's license plate numbers sees the passengers hanging out of the window, taunting him and anyone within range. Officers quickly tracked down and arrested three people associated with the incident, then impounded all three vehicles, and two of those were forfeited to the police. You know the cops were pretty super angry. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are not the donuts they want to see at their station, okay? I mean, come on. The people of Dearborn don't like it either. I mean, they're begging that these drivers take their criminal behavior back where it belongs, to Detroit. Okay, one more. Authorities in Houston, Texas, are searching for three men caught on camera robbing a liquor store and fleeing with a cheap decoy liquor bottle they presumably believe to be real. The incident occurred in the afternoon when the Houston Police Department said three unidentified males walked into this liquor store and uh, crowded around a locked display of alcohol in this case. Now, the men then reportedly asked about this $4,200 bottle that was in the case, and the employee of the store came over and unlocked the case. At that point, one of the men grabbed the bottle while the other men grabbed another box of the same liquor. The store says that the box, which the man dropped before exiting, was empty, and the bottle that was taken was a decoy bottle that was worth a whole lot less than 4200 bucks. Authorities say one of the suspects was wearing a black pullover, black shorts, a white cap, and white shoes. The second suspect was wearing a black Nike pullover, dark shorts, and blue shoes. Now, the third suspect had a visible goatee, wore a black jacket with blue jeans. There's a cash reward of up to $5,000 being offered by Crime Stoppers of Houston for any information leading to the arrest of these morons. This isn't anything new. I mean, after the 2017 World Series, Houston's well-known for robbery. I mean, there's nothing worse than a cheap decoy alcohol, also known as a Bud Light. They, they were hoping to use that 4200 bucks to buy a half a tank of gas. <laughs> they're, they're, I guess they're going to be on the new series of uh, America's Funniest Surveillance Videos. So, well, anyway, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it with a five-star rating because these are five-star stupidities, okay? And make sure you have a good, stupid review of the podcast. I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Of course, when you rate and review the podcast, it always helps it to show up prominently in searches because there are people out there that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Don't forget, share the podcast on social media feeds. You don't want to be known as being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast so that way you get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. And... Don't forget to download every episode because then you can listen to this stupidity buffer free if you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage. By the way, if you are looking to have a good app to listen to these podcasts, let me recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store. It's free. They do have a couple of paid versions, but either way, it's 
great, amazingly customizable. Don't forget, besides our midweek bonus episode, there is another episode, The Weekend Feed, featuring Pancho Guerro, my insane Florida nephew, with stupid stories from Florida and beyond. Pancho also answers your questions that, you know, trying to seek his sage wisdom, you know, you ask Pancho about some of the biggest questions in life. And you can also play along with Pancho in our weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Don't forget, interact with the podcast, as I've said earlier, by getting the Telegram Messenger app, downloading it to your device, and then joining the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel on Telegram. I actually will have links I post to a lot of the stupid stories that I've read from every episode. You can always discuss what you've read hear or heard about on the podcast, share the articles with your friends, comment, whatever. And you can preview that channel and get a link to, del to download the Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. The app is available in desktop or mobile versions. I really like Telegram. They've got platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. You can follow me on social media. Look for the, just type in the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. Of course, you can find all the stuff I'm talking about and more on my website, insaneericlane.com. And one final thought. You know, when I see lovers' names carved into a tree, I don't think it's all that cute. I just think it's a strange, very, I think it's just really strange how, how, how many people take knives out on a date. If you think I have written... All the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laughs Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.